What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me as always. We got a lot to talk about. It's man, every week we got a lot to talk about. When is it acceptable to smack somebody? We gotta we gotta touch on it. <laughs> somebody got smacked. I ain't heard. <laughs> we gotta touch on this Will Smith Chris Rock situation. So we're gonna chat about that. Have a little fun with that. Then we're gonna talk NBA. We're gonna round it up. Jokic and Bead. I don't know if I've seen an MVP race go down to the pipe like this. Actually, the media might try to hype up different stuff, but this might actually go down to the wire. So we're looking at that. Joel Embiid versus Nikola Jokic. Celtics, they lose Williams the third. He's out with a knee. That's a big blow for them, but they still continue to roll. Yeah, Time Lord is now out. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Bulls. Those I said it a couple weeks back. I think they're on their way to the play-in. We'll talk about their L to the Knicks last night. Then we'll jump into the NFL. Cheetah's on the move. We'll talk about the Cheetah effect. I want to get Nick's opinion on how that will affect Mahomes, the offense, get his opinion there. They, they, there's a new change in the Rooney rule. There's a couple other things we'll talk about when we get over to the NFL. But stay locked with us. No catch on Sports Talk Bay Chicago. I'm live from New York, baby. Let's get it. Big Nick the Quick, what's goody? What's really good? How we feeling, man? I'm good, man. What's the word? Man, not too much. Crazy week, man. I feel like uh, yesterday when I was texting you, like, what should we talk about? It yeah. was like eight different things that happened. I didn't even realize it was all in, like the same seven-day span. I feel like the smack the smack just really took over smack everything. Smack her around the world? Smack her around the world. Just kind of <laughs> took over everything. You got folks debating whether it's real or fake. Obviously, yeah. it was an all-time, all-time night in Twitter. But even before that, we had all these NFL trades, man. It's just been a, it's been a, it's been a wild week, man. Yeah, it has been a crazy week. I um, NFL getting like the NBA out here. People on the move in the NBA and it, or in the NFL, and it looks like folks are just trying to get out of deals too. Like yeah. early, early, like for sure. What, what Bill Belichick was doing ten years ago, it's like, ooh, this would be a good spot to get out, get out from under a deal. Yeah, let's right get, let's get out of this real quick. Except for the Bears still can't trade Nick Foles apparently. Dog, yeah, I didn't man. realize there was all these guarantees. I mean, I know we can; it is what it is, and we're, that's where we are. But I didn't realize there was third-year guarantees in this deal. Like Ryan Pace was just handing out money. It's just, it, man, it's, it, it's crazy that he has three years guaranteed on this deal. It just made it never made any sense. Doesn't make any sense now. And why would you ever take on Nick Foles at that price? For what? Yeah, for what? For and what? Know, and they know the Bears are going to eventually end up cutting them anyways, just eating the money. If you really, if you're so inclined to pick up Nick Foles, you'll be able to get him for free. But yeah, there's no way you're trading him. I know Poles went in there. Poles, Poles, Poles went in there, looked at this yeah. deal, and was like, "Bro, what do you want me to do with this?" Yeah, this is ridiculous. Like, this, this is fucking ridiculous. Eight million to Nick Foles. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Just Cloud a dead show. spot. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'd be surprised if Poles don't even. He might not even say a word to Foles. No, no, he doesn't even call him yet. He might see him in the in the facility and just walk walk by. He probably rejected his shit. Like, nope, I don't need to talk to this guy. <laughs> like, like our guy oh. Carter Sobis did to to Markinen. Like, there's nothing to talk about. No, man. but you know what though? Foles got his ring and he's made a lot of bread, so he's probably not even calling the Bears. He doesn't give a fuck, man. Foles is Foles is kicking it. His life yeah. is life is set. Yeah, he's chilling. For shout sure. out, shout out, Nick Foles. Shout out, Nicky Foles. <laughs> Great career, money man, <laughs> money man. Money. Hey, what did um, Marshawn Lynch say? Marshawn Lynch said, "Get your chickens. <laughs> get your chicken. Get, get your chicken. chicken. Take care of your chicken. Take, take care of your chicken. chicken. Take care of your mentals. <laughs> exactly. Take care of your chicken. Take care of your mentals. You'll be all right. No doubt. All right, Nick. Nick posed the question to me straight off top. 
He uh, he just asked me after the, the the Will Smith thing happened at the Grammys. They're not the Grammys, the Oscars. Do, do we even need to give a background? Like, if you ain't yeah. ever seen this, he he said, <laughs> "What is it acceptable to smack somebody?" So I was thinking about it, and Nick, I want you to go ahead and go first. When is it acceptable? Open hand, like you, yeah. you, you can't cock back and fire a straight jab at him, right? Like well, that's that, what I'm saying. That like, might be too much. But when is it acceptable to just give him a little tap? So I would almost disagree, and here's what I'll say. First off, we gotta we gotta be clear that there's a difference between a jab and an open hand smack, and the intent behind each each violent action, right? You know what I'm saying? Like punching somebody is a fight. Like right. when you when you're going in there, like you're cocking back your fist and you're and you're hitting them, you're going with the jab, the uppercut, whatever it might be. Like there is there's some intent on that for to to cause harm. Whereas like a smack is more to like, it's almost like demeaning. It's embarrassing. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not even going to give, I'm not even, you're not worth scrapping with. I'm going to just smack the shit out of you. And like, that's why you say that to somebody like, yo, I'm going to smack the shit out of you. Cause it's just like, yo, you're not, you're not shit. I, I'll, you're not I'll worth the, the fight. Huh? You're not worth the fight. I'll just smack the fuck out of you. So for Will Smith to walk up there the way he did cock back, like he was going to hit him with the punch and then come with the open hand was just all types of levels of disrespect. So yeah, I was thinking, man, like when is when is the appropriate time to smack somebody? Obviously, in some form of self defense, right? If you're if you happen to find yourself in a smack battle, it's okay. <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. It's always acceptable to smack somebody back, right? But like, if somebody starts assaulting your family, is that is that grounds for smacking somebody? Like, would you would you have smacked him in that situation? I, I can't really think of too many situations where I'm like full on open hand smacking you. Maybe if you say some wild shit, I think, you know what I mean. If 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 you're getting like really out of pocket, I guess. But like, it's such a it's such a disrespectful act to smack the shit out of somebody. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and then hey, I'll go first. Like, I think when is it acceptable to smack somebody? I don't really, first of all, for me to get riled up, it has to be very, very outrageous. Right. For me to even, for me to even get to that point. So typically, and in the times of my life, I'm obviously talking about when I'm very young. So a long time ago. You ever smack somebody in a minute? I I don't know if I've ever smacked anybody. You get the urge to though, right? I've got the urge to smack somebody a couple of times, but I've never actually (laughs) smacked somebody. I don't think. Um, I've, I've obviously gotten a couple altercations. Yeah, sure. Back in the day, but that's what I'm saying. It's like the actually go to the resort to the smack. Yeah, like, it, <laughs> and like you said, it is like a demeaning, just like you're not worth you're you're, not worth you're it, and you're you're a little hoe basically. I, yeah, I won't even go. close my hand for you, right? Like, yeah, yeah we'll smack exactly. the shit out of here, like. exactly. But yeah, I think obviously. In that situation, I wouldn't have smacked Chris Rock, but I think there's. What if your lady told you to smack Chris Rock? Because that that might have that might have been what happened. Yeah, like she was like, "Go ahead and hey, take care hey, of that." Hold on, he, bro. Yeah, yeah. The, the, or 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 if you're like Will Smith, right? Because the way I'm looking at it was was he just because he's obviously caught a lot of heat ever since she started doing this red table talk shit, where she's pretty much talking about fucking house guests, loving Tupac. You know what I mean? Like pretty much not shitting on Will, but shitting on Will. You know what I'm saying? He's got to hear yeah. that. You know what I mean? Sure. He's got to hear about some dude in his house hitting his wife and all types of shit and how open she is about it. And you know what I'm saying? Maybe he was just at a point. So like, if you're already like at your boiling point before anybody even says anything, 
Like, is that what it is? You think he was pushed over the edge, or is it a situation where she was like, "No, you yeah, gotta I smack mean, somebody." Maybe I think it was all that. Because that's why, like, when I'm thinking about, it, I'm like, man, yeah, I, I haven't, I can't think of a time I've smacked somebody, and I can't think of what would cause me to go to that level. But if I was already fired up like that, like, yeah, I might smack the shit out of somebody. But I've definitely felt like I want to. Yeah, like, don't get sure. it twisted. Like, there's plenty <laughs> of situations where I'm like, I should smack the shit out of you right now. McCaskey should have smacked because it should have smacked Ryan Pace for a couple of days. He didn't even know what's going on. So, yeah. <laughs> but, but just to open hand smack, he open hand smacked them at the Oscars. Like, yeah, I think it's the folks were confused. <laughs> it's more of a this. I, I'll answer the question in this way I, it's more of a disrespectful thing to, yeah, is when you open hand smack, then rather than like, uh, defend yourself altercation type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. We'll leave it at that, man. Shout out to uh, – Will dropped the apology yesterday. I still haven't read it. I got to yeah. check that out. But either way it goes. Were, 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 you, were you outraged? There was a lot of outrage out there. No, people, no people, outrage People were me. really, really feeling – getting their feelings on this. Like, he should be assaulted. He could have really hurt somebody. Like, Yeah, no. No. He just, smacked, he just smacked the he shit just, out of him, man. I understand what was going the, on. The there. one thing I did hear that was an interesting <laughs> take yesterday when I got to New York, I was actually talking to this dude at the airport about it. And he said that Will is a Scientologist. So when you're like an upper ranking member of the Scientology community, I guess you could like you use force to like you know you could be you could definitely you basically just walk around smacking people you know what I'm saying, Dog, and that's why it? that they've they've seen Will like smack a couple people like you, like you see that clip of him on the red carpet where he backhanded that dude nah here's <laughs> uh, a clip of him on the red carpet he backhanded this dude like that type of thing so. Scientology or no Scientology man that was just that was just a brother who was fed up hearing jokes about his wife man that's all that was I'm, I'm not I'm not going I'm not going that deep man he just he just wanted to smack the shit out of Chris Rock and that's what he did the fact that he did it I think is just the craziest shit to me like Will Smith one of the biggest celebrities in the world really walked on the stage <laughs> And Chris Rock didn't really know what was going on. For everybody who was like, yo, it was fake, it was staged, like, nah, that shit was 100% yeah, real. Shit was real. He smacked the shit out of him. Chris Rock didn't know what the fuck to do. He couldn't even get through his his uh his, his next monologue the next yeah. time. Like, he was all over the place. So, like, that shit was 100% real. Smacked the fuck out of him. I think Will just had enough, man. Will's from Philly, man. He wasn't going for that. I feel it. Hey, man. All right, let's talk. Let's talk NBA. Let's get into it. Let's talk Joel... MB versus Nikola Jokic. This is the I was the last time I want to talk about this because I we could talk we can literally talk about this every day. But where are we at on the MVP race? Jokic had a triple double last night in three quarters. Yep. I want to let me ask you this: Where do you stand on your the team's overall record and your standing for the MVP? Should yeah. how much does that weigh for you? It doesn't. Like I mean, I don't think you can be. I don't think you can be like you got to have a winning record first of all, right? You can't be under 500. That uh, that's where I'll draw the line. But if you're a playoff team, like Denver's in the 6th spot right now, if you're a playoff team, I have no problem with it, man, because it really is the most valuable player and if you take some of these guys off of some of these teams, mainly Jokic, right? If it really is the most valuable player, like of all the players in the league, if you took them off their team, what would have the biggest Im- negative impact on the team? It'd be Jokic. Like, he's, he's playing with a bunch of role players, right? And he's elevated them through his play and what he does for them and how much easier he makes it for them. But 
you take him off that squad, man, that's a whack squad. So I have no problem. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, you can't you can't give it to someone unless they're in that top two or top three seed. It has to be the best player from the best team or whatever it is. Because a lot of time, those teams are also loaded. And yeah, taking those dudes off is going to make a massive difference. But you still got decent squads. That's not the case with Denver. Denver's been through a ton of injuries. His other his top two scoring options are out, Murray and Porter Jr. And he's just kind of going at it alone. They got Boogie Cousins out here playing 30 minutes a night. I mean, they're just trying to put it together. That's why I almost would think Mike Malone for coach of the year as well. Like that you got you gotta start thinking about situations like that. Like I think you gotta yeah. rethink these awards if all your criteria comes down to being on like one of the top four teams. I'm trying to find the the current odds. They're pulled down on DraftKings. They're pulled down on FanDuel. Well, it was minus what was it minus one ninety last week when we talked last, about last last I saw it, Joel was down to minus one eighty, but Jokic was only like plus one forty or one thirty five or something like that, which is fishy. And that wasn't that wasn't like the, yeah. the heat of the Jokic shit, right? So that lets you know. But I think it's all it's all narrative based, man. When Joel came that close to winning it last year, if they're neck and neck, Joel's gonna get it. On Rivers, uh, Jokic is plus 160. Yeah. And Joel is minus 200. Yeah, but it's pulled down. It's pulled down in a couple different spots. There's six games left. There's no way that's flipping. That tells you, you everything you need to know. You don't, don't think so? No, because I think if it, like I just said, if it comes down to neck and neck, because it's all narrative based, right? It was just like that year that um, Westbrook, was it Westbrook won it over Harden or Harden won it over Westbrook? And the next year it was like, yo, James Harden is guaranteed to win the MVP this year. If he just shows up and does his thing, he's going to win the MVP. Yeah, even like I think he deserves it a little more. Embiid, like that's the narrative. Embiid came into this season as the MVP favorite, and all he had to do was play well, and the team had to do well, and he was going to be there. And that's where he is. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything that can happen in the next seven days that's going to change that, especially when the odds are like that. No, nah, man, they'd both be at minus money if it was a real race. Well, let me ask you this. Money. Look, there's a – Oh, this dude's a, this dude's a joker. On the, I'm not even gonna say his name, but there's a there's a there's a um, an article just came out said looks like Jokic basically Jokic has the the inside track to to go back to back of that they had um, he after Jokic finished behind Joel Embiid in previous editions in mid February, I guess they do it so to gauge a race where the race stands less than two weeks. ESPN asked 100 media members to participate in an informal poll that mimics the postseason award voting, and Jokic won it. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what that means, but if Vegas is, is that two to one, and, yeah, Vegas didn't that didn't move Vegas at all. So it yeah, shows you how important that is. <laughs> but I mean, we talk about this all the time. Vegas knows, man. Like if it's, if the writing's right there on the wall, like if, if Joel is still minus 160. And you're still getting plus money on Jokic with seven games left. I mean, if you believe that, then everybody should be pounding Jokic right now. And how come that number's not moving? Yeah, no, that's a good point. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think I, this is the thing, right? Jokic is the most valuable player in the mm-hmm. league. You take him off that team, and they are literally the magic. Yeah, for sure. They are terrible. They're that bad. So, but also, what happens to what happens to Philly if you take him off? They just have a lot more pieces than Denver. Yeah, and Denver is still in the race, so it does. <laughs> you know what people get hung up on is like the actual definition of MVP. It's like most, well, the most valuable. Yeah, or best. If it's best player in the league, then we should go back through all these MVPs and hand them pretty much to LeBron for the last 
No, but not as not years, a, well, you not know what the I mean? best like, player, but is it the best having the person having the best season? That's where it gets that's where it gets a little grayer. It's like, is it best season or most valuable? Yeah, because if it's most valuable, it's like, hey, Chris Paul should be top five, right? Because he absolutely completely transformed that roster. Right. If it's most valuable, why is you know Tatum should be getting nods at this point in time because that team, until he's gone on, you know, his his last couple months where he's just gone ballistic is you know, translate to that team winning games. But I, I, again, I, I can't, the Joel Embiid is where it started and that's where it's going to finish. He would have had to lose it. And at this point, even if he were to miss a couple games, there's only six or seven games left. At this point, I can't see him doing anything that would lose it short of maybe Denver ripping off like eight straight with some crazy elite play by Jokic, but that's not going to happen. I mean, they're just not a good enough team. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess if they cross that 50 win mark, which they're 45 and 31 right now, 45 plus 31, 76, six games left. So yeah, if they went five, I guess if they went five or six, they hit that 50 win mark. Then you can no longer really make that argument about their record. Cause for me, 50 wins is kind of that threshold of good team to yeah much Solid better team. Year. Solid ass team. Yeah. Year. 50 yeah. wins is a good year. So maybe that'll change it, but yeah, man, I, I can't I can't see it. Plus, with the odds and what we know about that type of shit, and you just listen, man. These guys know they've been in business for a very long time, and you should pretty much follow where it is. And that number has not moved, no matter what Jokic does. That's the most telling thing. That number yeah, has and not if moved. Anything, it's been going bit. the other way. It's been going the other way. So yeah, yeah. yeah smart it. smart money is still on still on um, still on Embiid. But I, the thing is, here's the thing: saying all that. I probably still wouldn't touch it. Yeah, it's it's a so would you give so your vote is for Embiid? I don't know. My <laughs> vote is man, I don't know. Cause because here's the thing, man. I'm getting sucked into it where it's like, well, I want Joel to win one, and this should be the year that he does it. Right. You know, yeah, what I'm that, well, that's the thing. Like, that's part of the game. Yeah. Cause come next year, I mean, and here's the thing. If we're really being honest, if we're really, if we're really being honest here. <laughs> <clears throat> fuck all that. The MVP of the league is Giannis. Giannis could be the MVP of the league every single fucking year. Really? Yeah, I think, I mean, defense, what he does for that team, he's he's a fucking top three defender and he's a top five offensive player. You know what I mean? He My does man. everything for them. Giannis, and he's on cruise control. We have like Giannis fatigue. This man's like on his third straight year putting up 30, 13, and four. You know what I mean? And it's just automatic. Jokic last night was at 26, 19, and 11. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. He had 19 boards, 11 dimes, two steals. Basically, runs the whole franchise. It's yeah, actually yeah. insane. Nine of 17. 30. <laughs> Go ahead. I was gonna say, and Giannis is averaging 30, 12, and six on 55 percent shooting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's and that's it, before it, you get to the block and a steal and what? How many blocks? And that team is, you know, I don't know. So, do you want to hear the bench players for for the Denver Nuggets? Oh man, it's cast of characters. Boogie, Boogie Cousins, Brent Forbes, Brent Forbes, yeah, Austin Rivers. Say my man's who's all. First off, say my man's who's always hooping every time I turn on a Bones Highland. Every time I put on a Nuggets game. Bones, no, Bones Highland is going off. Oh, yeah, Bones is in there. Bones Highland is going off every time I watch a Nuggets game. He's cold. <laughs> but, man, if you take him off of this. Squad is terrible. Dude, Jeff Green? Like, come on, man. 
Like, Shout out Uncle, Jeff Uncle Jeff is still Uncle Jeff his stays in still, the league, bro. He's still doing his thing. Because he, fla- he flashes these, these 25-point games, man. Jeff Green is all a ton of talent. Um, Yeah, I hear you. So you can go any way, but it's like you see what I'm saying with Giannis, though? It's like for the last three years, this guy's averaged 30, 12, and 6. Hey, let me ask you defense. this. Let me ask you something. Just I just, I just thought about and, this. And based on how you feel about Middleton, you should really agree with that shit. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. I mean, you, you know, know where I'm at. Middleton, Middleton owes him half. <laughs> Without question. Let me ask you this. Is it me or are guys just not coming back from injuries the way they used to? I haven't heard a word about Jamal Murray. I haven't heard a word about Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi's like, but do you know what I'm saying? I'm just yeah. thinking about all these guys that they're just like into they're like in oblivion. Well, I think so. The thing with the Murray injuries, I think that shit was worse. Well, it happened. Then it happened towards the end of the year last year, right? Yeah. So it was a twelve. It was close to a twelve month injury towards the end of the year. Before the playoffs, though. Yeah, it was right. It was like, like right 12, around this time. Four, twelve, 12 full months. Full. I think they're not fucking around with this knee shit. Sometimes, man. Who knows? I don't know. That's a good question. Look, but you know what at, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Jamal Some guys are just, yeah, done. Like my guy out in Portland, Dame is a little bit. There's there's a little well, bit. He's of difference not playing. There. He's yeah, just, he's he, just not. They said he's healthy and his rehab is. The, the story the other day was Dame Lillard's rehab going great. Won't return this year. <laughs> there's no reason for him to return this year, man. Kawhi. Kawhi is. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of a couple other people where it's just like I don't know this dude. Ben I don't Simmons. know. Where, Oh, Ben Simmons. Why are we, you know the crazy thing about this Simmons shit? We, no one's even talking about it. It's like, oh, Kyrie's back. This is awesome. It's like to the point where they made this Ben Simmons trade, and I don't think there's anybody that expects this dude to play this year. Yes. I don't see any scenario in which he plays this year. You cannot throw this guy into playoff basketball when he yeah. hasn't played in an entire year, especially for what you need him to do. Hey, man, hey, go defend playoff basketball. Go run offense during playoff basketball, but you know you haven't played. You haven't played with any of these guys. You're playing with two guys who need to get theirs, right? Like, and go figure that out. Like, this whole situation is kind of messy. At the same time, I get it's a long-term play for them. He's only 25 years old. So I think they're looking towards next year. But what a fucking disaster. And I feel like he's really escaping the criticism. Hey, man, if he was mentally unstable in Philly or whatever the fuck the case was, that's fine. But he's this trade happened a month ago. And this dude is, is – you don't see him. You saw him at the Philly game in the Louis jersey, and that's about it. You don't even see him. Yeah, you see him on the sideline. You see him on the bench. I think – Like, how is he not playing? Well, this is back. How do you hurt your back when you've been sitting out the whole fucking year? You're not a believer in the back injury, huh? I don't you... believe anything. No, I don't. I don't. This dude is fishy, bro. He, For me, I'm scraping and clawing to get back on the court after that trade is complete. Right, I wouldn't have done what he did in the first place, but whatever, man, do your thing. If that's the way you want to go about your business, it's fine. It's water under the bridge at this point. But the fact to me, it's not like yo Ben Simmons is itching to get back on the court. Like you don't hear none of that. Like there's just certain dudes who like yo the CP3. I see what you're saying. CP3 got hurt. He's damn near 40 years old. He got hurt. They're like yo, he might not be back till playoffs. Nigga was playing three nights ago. Back in the push, like it's just some guys who fight and claw their way to get back. And there's some guys who I feel like, for whatever reason, like, just nothing about this dude rubs me the right way, man. None of it. You feel like there's just no no want to in him. There's he, no he, want to in him. It's just like, I got out of town. That's what it is. And now I'm good to go. 
Yeah, what is the back shit? Like, how? what could he have possibly been doing that he hurt his back like this? Because if, if he was healthy when they first made the trade, I don't understand why he wasn't playing right away. If the whole issue was you need to get out of Philly to clear up your head, maybe give him a game or two off. But, bro, you're in the lineup come Wednesday. And that shit happened right after the break. Like, you've had your time. You know what I mean? Like, you've been working out. You were working out in Philly. You were practicing and shit. Yeah. So what's the problem, man? Why are you not playing? And why is this cool? Like, and why is anybody paying this guy? It's just his back, man. I think his back is apparently you, serious. You his fucking back. Is that wrong with this nigga's back? My, qu- <laughs> my question what are we talking is, about here? the question for me is, if the back is this big of an issue and he's getting epidurals and all types of stuff, I think, how did he clear the physical? Right. That's the question. I think yeah. that's the biggest thing. It's like, <laughs> that's what I'm if, saying. Did he hurt it when he got there? What was he if doing? It was, yeah. If he had a back later on and because it seems like right when he got traded, it was all of a sudden the back, like his back. He's not, why isn't he playing his back? Yeah. Doctor said, I need a back out of me. Wish we had that, wish we had that clue though. <laughs> Doctor said, I need a back out of me. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, it's an interesting situation, and it's very delicate because you either have to say what you said, and I know a lot of people are thinking that. Like, that, what do yeah. you mean is back? Come on, What are y'all bro. talking about, man? All of a sudden, your back hurts, but two weeks ago, you weren't mentally clear to play. It's like, yeah, we're going all over the place. Yeah, man. what are we doing here? And I'm not downplaying. I feel like you got to constantly add the disclaimer. I'm not downplaying the mental health. Now you fucking know I'm not downplaying the mental health if that's a true issue with him, but I thought he just needed to get out of Philly. That's what he told us. Yeah. That's what he told us. No question. Folks out here rushing back from injuries. Folks out here playing hurt. Guys trying to get in that race. You have a team. You want to get out of the – you're not going to get out of the plan, but you want to be have everybody available. And it's like, at this point, there's zero – we need to come out. And, and here's the other thing. Then just come out and say he's not playing this year. Because, again, I can't see – if he's unless he's suiting up tonight and getting five or six games to warm up for the fucking playoffs, you're going to throw this guy into a one-game plan? You're going to throw this guy into playoff ball yeah, no. in Toronto or somewhere like that? Like, come on, man. He's not ready for that. Last time we saw him in the playoffs, he wasn't ready for that. And he had been playing the whole year. So we can't just ramp him up for the playoffs, man. Come on. This so, no, yeah, bad. I don't think – I think that's – I think it's dead for this year. It has to be. Yeah, so tell me it's dead. Like, yeah, I, I just – that whole situation has been blowing me all – It's it's really been blowing me since he got traded because I feel like – He's he's kind of escaping from that. People talking about how Harden's playing, like yeah, I get it. Um, but yeah, he's not catching enough flack. You feel like no. You know what it is too. You don't hear from him. It'd be a lot. This would be a lot easier to swallow if he came out and was like, "Hey man, my back. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm working on it. I'm glad to be back, or I'm glad to be you know in Brooklyn trying to get stuff done. I'm, I, I wish I could help push for the playoff, but I can't. I'm not. I'm not available. Hear the reason why. So yeah, I I feel you. I get it. I get it. You want to talk about Harden at all? Yeah, we could talk about <laughs> James. Hey, what's going on, man? It's looked like this all year. I heard Tim Legler Legler laid it out. He's, he's he said, it. "Look, one on one, he can't get by anybody." His blow by rate. Yeah, I heard that when we was talking about that. His blow by rate used to be among the top of the league, and now Leg- it's average. Legler basically said Shout he can't Lex. get by anybody. I've seen Legs in the club in Scottsdale one time. Shout out Legs. T- yeah, Tim Legler's probably the best in the business on breaking down stuff. He's, he's listen, awesome. Yeah. If you listen to Legler, then you're <laughs> locked in. I'm gonna tell you this. He was flat out like James can't get by anybody. So when James can't get by anybody, he can't draw fouls. 
when he can't get separation to pull up to, to shoot jump shots. So he without saying it, he said James looks like a dud right now. He's done. Yeah. He said he, he said he looks like a dud. The guy in Houston that won MVP and the guy you see flashes of, guy doesn't he's not that guy's not there anymore. Especially as a scorer. He's still a great facilitator, but I think as a scorer, the little tricks, because he was never like Here's the thing, man. If you're not crazy athletic to begin with, and you add that with the fact that he doesn't, let's be honest, he doesn't take care of himself, right? Like he, 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 yeah. even the, like don't, I don't, the hard partying and all that. Look, man, all these guys get down, right? They're all young. They're all in that age. Just like anybody else between the ages of 20 and 30 gets down, they or 20 and 32, 33 gets down, they get down too, right? So I don't have a problem with him going out. I don't have a problem with Fashion Week with Lil Baby. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a problem with none of that. But he doesn't take care of – he doesn't do the other shit to, like, work that off. You know what I mean? So, like – Yeah, shout out Dante. Own... Dante in the comments said – he went, went back to Simmons real quick. He said, man, Ben don't want to play ball, man. No, he doesn't want to play ball could, at all. Could, yeah, be, yeah. could be that simple. 100%. And then he said, Harden is what happens when you don't take care of your body. Just, that's exactly, exactly what you were saying. Exactly. Harden is what happens when you don't take care of your body and you didn't have that elite athleticism to begin with, right? Like, your game was built on <laughs> – a slowed down quickness. Like they used to talk about, he's a master of deceleration and all these little crafty moves. But when you're not getting past people creating that separation and let's be real, like James was a good shooter, but he's not Steph Curry. He's not Dame Lillard. He's not Kyrie. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he's, he's not a marksman out there. He's just crafty. And when that shit starts to go away, he can't really make those moves anymore. Combined with the rule change and him not being able to get by folks. Yep. Yeah, it's it's so not. So what happens here? Well, is, good, is it just like he's got to get right? Well, see, here's the thing. I was thinking about that yesterday. I'm like, if you're Philly, when Legger was talking about that, I was like, if you're Philly, you have this contract decision to make. Or did he pick up the option for next year, right? Yeah, he picked up the option for next year. <clears throat> so you have a year to kind of make a decision on what you're going to do. But, like, are you handing this dude four years, $200 million? This isn't going to get better. I mean, well. His game's not going to age well. So are you saying we're seeing the end of James Harden right before our eyes? Is that what you're saying right I don't, now? I don't see him as a guy. What is he going to do? Consistently c- consistently putting up 27, 28, and 90. That's dead? Yeah, I don't. I think that's been, that's been – that was dead this year. That was dead when he was on Brooklyn. His best role is going to be well, a facilitator. I think, well, whoa, hold on, because where we were at on Brooklyn was he didn't want to be there. He got there late. He wanted to be there at the beginning of the year. He got there late. He was getting in shape. So we not we like, okay, he's not doing his thing, whatever, whatever. Let him get in shape. Which, by the way, uh, we need to stop giving people passes for that. Yeah, if we kill Luka, we got to kill James. Game I'm, one in a year, you need to be ready to go. What did I say a couple weeks ago? Because we like James. Because James is not offensive. People mm. like him. So it's, I just told you that. We can, we kill Luka because it's not like we dislike Luka. I love but like, Luka, but yeah. James is the type of dude like, yo, I'd kick it with James. Like, I, I think James Harden would be a great time. Like, he's he doesn't say crazy shit. He's Daniel nice to the Jones media. Yeah, he's friendly to the media. He seems like he's an approachable dude down to earth. You know what I mean? Like. So he gets to that pass, but like, let's call it what it is. This dude hasn't showed up to shape in an NBA year season in three years. Didn't show up this year. Last year was a different story. Purposely didn't show up last year. It was, it was egregious. <laughs> you know what to I mean? Think that that was only last year is crazy. It is, yeah. If you he think was, about it, so remember when they wore up. the blue uniforms? They wore that blue uniforms that one day, and my man's looked like Spice Adams, and, uh, <laughs> and then when he thought all the basketball uniforms and shit, like he looks so fat. I never seen anything like it. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, we could be seeing the end of James. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the end of James Harden because I just don't see. Yeah, I, I, definitely the end of him being a thirty point per game scorer. That's over with. And like we talk about, I think stamina could be an issue too. He's getting older and he's not in shape. Yeah, I mean, because he there, there's possessions where he'll like go to the Harden ISO ball yeah. and it just it's not it's not getting it done. Yeah, and and that's another thing, man. Like he tries to play like that, and you, and it's hard. Like you got Embiid out there, man. Embiid has to be the focal point of everything that you guys are doing on offense. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think it's uh. It's an I interesting think, I think their title window is see. two years. I we feel gotta like, wait and see team. a little bit. He just got there. Still, he's only how many games he played on the team? Ten. That's like ten or fifteen. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah. But he but also has this weird thing with right James now, where he it, looks disinterested sometimes too. And that's mental. Like, I do think he does check out of games. Like, you see a game, some games with James where it's just like, what is he, what the fuck is he doing today? Let me ask you this. No, actually, the, we, we, I can't even ask you. No, that. ask me. I was going to say, if James, say James' career ended after this year, like, what's his legacy even look like? Just a, just a crazy bucket at one point in time. Yeah, had a, guy who had a stretch. Of the most, he was the most lethal offensive player we've seen in quite some time. Yeah, and a guy who played a way that pretty much, I don't know if we ever see anybody play like that, that much iso ball, that much usage from one player, but winning ball games. Um, he was elite. He was elite. I think the playoff shortcomings will always be a part of his resume, but you can never to deny. The, to say the least. You can never deny his Houston run pretty much up until he forced his way out his Houston years were incredible. The real legacy is how the fuck did uh, Oklahoma City decide to move on from James Harden in favor of Serge Ibaka and other guys when you could have had Harden, Durant, and Westbrook. That was still, the league was a little different still. Sure. But... Yo, shout out Serge for transforming his, he was ahead of his time five, by five years. He like saw what was coming. Oh, yeah. Remember when Serge started shooting threes? Shoot, and, like, and everybody's like, what are you doing? What is this guy doing? Uh, He's like, nope, I run run the floor, I block shots, and I shoot threes. I shoot threes. (laughs) I don't play defense. I'm not not trying to post nobody up. That's it. None of that. He was ahead of his time. He's like, man, I see what's going on out here. Absolutely. Let me start shooting these jumpers. Same thing when, uh, remember, Chris Chris Bosh would do it, too. We're like, what is Bosh doing, bro? Go be big. Go be big. And it's like, no. no, Yeah, but he still, (laughs) even in college, was kind of that, like, swing man type. Bosh, yeah. yeah. He was kind of, yeah, over. Serge was like a big man. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, wait, what is, what is he, he doing? doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was ahead. He knew he knew where the league was going. Oh, yeah. All right, let's talk about the Bulls, man. Yep. I called the game last night. ESPN or MSG Plus did a little bet cast with my guys. That's a lot of fun, man. Oh, I didn't know you, man. You got a tweet when you're doing something like on the I Bulls. did. Did you? I did. I tweeted it. Yeah, did I you, retweeted. Did you Instagram it? I threw up a story last uh, last. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even know you were doing the Bulls game. I definitely yeah, I did the out. Bulls. I did the Bulls Knicks, which was interesting. <laughs> the Bulls are laboring, man. And I I didn't even think about this until I was talking about it with uh, my guy Kaz and a couple other people. Offensively, the whole motion offense. The the offense. I I, I haven't seen us run a play in. Six weeks. It's a lot of stand, and then it's stand around and watch Demar. It's it's legit. Demar, give it to guys on perimeter on an ISO. Yeah, and if they send a double at Demar or Zach, 
they give it up. It swings a couple times to Io in the corner, or it'll go to Caruso, who got a couple shots last night, or it'll go to Vooch. But it's always in a rush because there's five, six seconds left. And it's almost like plan, like a rushed plan B. Right. We're not getting out in transition at all because Lonzo Ball's not around. I don't know why. Which, hey, listen. Yeah. Go ahead. I, what, what if Lonzo, if Lonzo Ball is this valuable to our team, then, like, what? I, then look, I, I love, you know, I've always loved Zoe. But it really does look like Lonzo Ball offensively and defensively. We've been lost yes. since Zoe went out. We thought it was, oh, when Caruso comes back, it's going to switch, fix a lot of things. Nope. nope. It looks like Caruso was eating off of Lonzo. Yeah. Zoe should hold out. Like the- <laughs> <laughs> I know I just signed, but uh, clearly y'all need me. <laughs> Have his pops calling. Like, hey, uh- <laughs> For real. Because that's what it looks like. The Knicks are one of the worst transition defensive teams in the league. They're giving up like one point, almost 1.2 points per possession, like 54% bucket rate. The other team in transition gets a bucket 54% of the time when you get out in transition against the Knicks. And the Bulls had four transition points last night. They, They just don't get out and run. They don't have anybody that can push the pace. DeMar DeRozan's not going to push the pace. Zach Levine's not going to push it because we don't want the ball in Zach Levine's hands. We don't want the ball in Zach's hands. We saw that last year. To be completely honest with you. That's not what he can do. Kobe White doesn't really want to do that either. Io is 18 years old. Man, playing like 35 minutes a night, too. You say it all the time. I don't know where we'd be without Io, but it really is like, hey, man, just go ahead and play point guard in the NBA. Yeah, just go ahead. That's it. Yeah, yeah, you're the starting point guard. <laughs> you're running this thing. He's 19, 18 and 19 years get our, old. Get everybody in order. Yeah. I don't know how old he is, but you get what I'm saying. I think he's 21, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. You Either way, it's, it's crazy. He's 15 years old, Yeah, yeah. and he's running point guard at Madison Square Garden for a team in the playoff push. There's another. There's no rookie in the league with uh, that much playmaking responsibility in the NBA that I can think of on that good of a team. Yeah, no. There's none. Like I'm, I'm going through the top teams right now, I think. Maybe, Maybe Scotty Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes is nice, by the way. Yeah, but Mobley's not really like you know. Mobley's cold too, but yeah, he's he's he he's got a lot of defensive responsibility for them, but he's not running the show in the NBA for like you said on a team in a playoff push. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's where it does it. It, it gets very very spooky, man. Well, and, and you saw it live where. There was a stretch where I'm like, man, every possession, the rest of the game, they're going to give it to DeMar on the elbow, every single possession. Yeah. For the next for the next seven minutes in the fourth quarter. And that's basically what they did. I watched one where he even got sick of it. He had, he had, DeMar walked up to the elbow and just threw some shit up. I was like, what the fuck is DeMar doing? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm tired, man. I'm done like, with this y'all shit. asking me for every possession to go to go do something. I can't. Well, the other thing, too, and, like, you, you point out the offensive struggles and defensively – Defensively, they've been awful for a month and a half. I mean, you can get you can get whatever you want against the Bulls whenever you want it. On the defensive glass, they've been terrible. We've gotten killed by teams that have anybody that Crushed. can rebound. Crushed. You want to make some money? Bet, the other, bet total rebounds over on the opposing opposing team's yeah. big man. Yeah, over yeah. eight. And a half. Mitchell Robinson 
had been struggling. And he had like 17 boards up last the boards. Night? He had like 13 or 14 boards, 12 or 13 boards last yeah. night. Had a yeah. double-double. I don't know if Mitchell Robinson had a double-double in weeks. In his life. <laughs> um, no, he's had a good year, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But either way, so it's just like defensively that you can get whatever you want. Offensively, the shit looks disjointed. And like you said, you, all, you know what's going to, especially in the fourth quarter, you know what's going to happen. And it was cool when it was that, that stretch and it was working and we were winning all those games. But, man, there's only so long you can literally give it to the same dude and he's going to do the same exact thing. And you have no other pivot. And other guys are just kind of sitting around watching. The team just looks lifeless out there, man. And, like, look, man, we like Billy, but Billy Billy has shown us before he has some issues making adjustments. No question. Like Billy knows what he wants to do, and he's kind of he's kind of stuck to doing what he wants to do. And I get it, man. The Bulls have had injuries, but at this point, we're only missing one guy, and the things still look the same. Very much so. So what do you do? And and I'll and I'll preface this, not preface it, but I'll say it's all good. Like I didn't expect huge things from this Bulls year, but I think when we took off the way we did for the first 40 or so games. It did ramp up expectations for me, and I damn sure didn't expect it to crash down like this. And that's what it looks like it's happening. Like Bulls we don't are, want. I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no. Bulls are four and eleven in the last fifteen. Yeah. What are they since the All Star break? Is that the last fifteen? Probably. Probably. Well, what was All Star break? You know the the date. Uh, Remember we ripped uh, we ripped off like five six in a row early in February, but since the end of February when we started playing solid teams. Yeah, we're four and eleven. Yeah, since February twenty six, four and eleven. March, I told we talked about this on the pod. March was going to be very spooky, and it has been. We have four wins, and at the With, same time, the other teams have all been playing a lot better. So we talk about Miami. I mean, Miami hasn't been playing great recently, but you start talking about Philly, you start talking about Milwaukee, who I've told you all year, Milwaukee's just. Milwaukee used to go – Bud used to love the regular season and try to get 65 wins and all that shit. He yeah, figured it out yeah. last year. We don't need to do that. Yeah. We just need to get into a two or three seed and then just unlock Giannis. So they've been doing that. Boston – look, man, Boston looks like the best team in the NBA. They're going to fuck around and have – could have the one seed in the East. Um, Toronto, we are – this is the Nick Nurse fan club over here. We've already told you about those boys. And yeah. that's the team you don't want to see in a one-game playoff at all. Because they will outcoach you, outwork you. Um, Last night was a huge was a huge day in the in the East standings for the Bulls. For them to lose against the Knicks last night, and then Toronto to get blessed and Tatum and Brown, Jalen Brown, not play. Yeah, and then they go to overtime and win. Toronto getting a W and the Bulls getting an L is big, big, big. How many more times do we we play Cleveland coming up here? And they're in the plan. Yeah. So it's it's almost like Cleveland's a must win. Charlotte's been hooping lately, but they're too far back. So we'll we'll scratch them. But Cleveland and Toronto are who we have to beat out these next six games. And they're just playing better ball than us. Dude, Toronto's won eight of ten. Toronto's won eight. Toronto is on their way. Cleveland, Cleveland's been struggling a little bit, but Toronto, you and again, man, like. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but we, I've been talking about that for weeks now. Like, yo, that team is a team that's just going to be looming and don't get caught in some battle with them, and that's where we are right now. And it's crazy. How, like, yeah, the top four is obviously out, yeah. which is crazy when you think the fact that we had the first or second best record in the East for most of the year. Now the top four is not a reality. The play-in is becoming 
even more of a real thing. So we're, if we fighting, get to that, we're fighting to stay out of the play, no question. And if we get to that seven spot, does that mean that we play Brooklyn? Yeah. It's, it looks it's, like Brooklyn's going to be in that eight spot, right? So Brooklyn. No, no, no. Seven plays the 10. Oh, uh, so we can get Atlanta. Which yeah. Can go either way. I mean, they're both tough. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. And so the eight, nine would play. So Brooklyn, it could be Brooklyn, Charlotte. I, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Okay. Seven, 10, eight, nine. It's crazy. We're talking about the plan. Yeah. Seven, 10, eight, nine. The Bulls, I talked about this last night on the cast. The Bulls have 17 away wins. That's down there. You know who? That's only ahead of the Magic, the Hawks, the Pacers, and the Pistons. Yeah, that's awful. And the like, Wizards. Yeah. And the Wizards, that's, yeah. That's, yeah, some of the worst teams in the NBA. Yeah, based, the worst teams in the NBA. Yep. We just don't win on – we don't win on the road. And the Bulls play really, really well at home, but then they also can't be any good teams at home either. So They can't be any good teams anywhere. Yeah. But so, now we it, now we can't be bad teams. We lost to New York. Who did we yeah. lose to the other day? Um, before who we lost to Cleveland, right? No, we actually beat Cleveland the other night. Okay, I I, I got it pulled up right here. I need, this, I need a schedule. Four of eleven, they've lost. We lost and we got we got beat up and yo and we're getting smoked. By the way, we got smoked against Milwaukee. We got smoked against New Orleans. We yeah, beat, New Orleans. It was we, we lost. Yeah, New Orleans. We lost to the Kings. We yeah, you should. You can't lose teams, games to teams like the Kings and the Pelicans and these teams that are like the Kings. That's a Cancun team, Cabo team. These folks are one trip, one foot in Cabo. And we play tonight, and that's this. This will be the fifth straight road game. Yeah, and yeah. third game in four days. Yeah, because we played Washington. Saturday too. Yeah, should be a W, but that's a that's a tough stretch. We close the year. Bucks Sixers tonight. We closed the year. I'll say this: we, it's it's great to see we closed the year with five straight at home, but they're all tough. We got Reggie. We, we play Reggie Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> we play Reggie Jackson on Thursday. Reggie got so much confidence. Then we play Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, Charlotte. Then we got to go at Minnesota. So, how do the how many? How the, let me ask you this: of those. Okay, we got the Wizards, the Clippers, Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, Charlotte, and Minnesota the next seven games. How many of those games do we win? Three? Two? Maybe I feel confident about the Wizards Two? and maybe the Clippers, but yeah. I mean, Three? you don't – I can tell you, if you, if, you, if you can't defend anybody, you definitely don't want to play Minnesota. So – Because those boys run it up. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they live for. They Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be – the Bulls could fall as low as no no capping. The bull the Bulls can fall as low as the eight. Yeah, they really. If, 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 if they really keep playing the way that they're playing, yeah. And like you said, they're playing good teams, and they don't have a good record against good teams. Those are all playoff teams, with the exception of Washington, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yep. hey, real quick, how yep. does the NBA not flex Bucks seventy sixers over that? So TNT tonight has Lakers Mavericks at six thirty, but at six o'clock there's Bucks Seventy Sixers. You're saying how? Why don't they flex that on? Yeah, TNT? why would you have not flexed that game to TNT? Who the fuck wants to watch? Who wants to watch the Lakers do anything? It's Luka Doncic, man. LeBron James, yeah, man. Yeah, but you'd rather see Bucks Sixers. They're yeah. top teams in the East. That's why you make sure you go get your your league pass. Man, I'm trying to tell you. 
it's life changing, isn't it? Yeah, it's very good. It's a lot of fun. You, you, no you don't you don't know fun until like a Tuesday night and you're watching fucking Detroit and Oklahoma City and double overtime. Game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Man, I really like Darius Basley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's exactly. Nice. <laughs> All right, let's move over to the NFL really quick. Get off a good 10 minutes for you guys before we get out of here. I gotta gotta go to we gotta start some work over here in New York. Yes, damn near the, lunchtime out there. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the Buffalo Bills got a new stadium. Did they? Approved for a new stadium. In Toronto? <laughs> no, it's in Buffalo. Uh, one, one is it's outdoor, which is interesting. Two, they, they, they got the state to pay for three quarters, about 800 million of it. NFL right. got paid for a little bit of it, a couple hundred mil. But for the most part, it lands at the people. Where do you stand on new buildings? What do you want in a new building? Should it automatically be a dome? If you're the commissioner, are you like, hey, man, make this a dome? Uh, I don't want to hear it. Or, or is that up to – who makes that decision, by the way? I don't know. I wonder, Probably the team because it's your, it's your building. And they're but like, who, but, okay, but who in the team? The owner? Because let me ask you this. Yeah. I don't have to pay for the building. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to do none of that, but I get to pick what it looks like, pick if it's outdoor or not, do everything. Is that how it works? Yeah, I think that's it. 100%. Board of trustees? Yeah, it sounds, like a, board of, it sounds no, like a board of trustees. It's, it's, for the Bears, it's the board of Ted Phillips. That's Ted Phillips. <laughs> that's what he, that's, that is the decision that you wonder what Ted Phillips does. That's the decision that he makes. Yeah. Um, so, like, look, man, I if I was the owner, I'd want the retra- I'd want the option to have um, a retractable roof. And here's why, because you want the, if you're talking about your money, you want these stadiums to be mixed to use and you want to be able to use it in the winter for concerts yeah. and shit like that. Yes. And you look, check it out, man. You, I mean, you can't go to a concert in Wrigley Field in February, right? So if you have an indoor, if you have an arena that can do indoor, indoor which is ultimately what you want in the arena, you want this multi use, big sports park, a la, you know, SoFi and all that. Yeah. Um, and I think Vegas, while we did go to a new arena, was a little bit different with Vegas in the sense that, you don't really need to build around the arena because it's in the middle of the fucking, not in the middle, at the end of the strip in Vegas. Across, across the strip. Across yeah. the street. Across but like the a great example would be like Glendale, the Cardinal Stadium, right? Like I went to the second game they ever built there. And when they first built it, it was literally a stadium in the and, middle of the desert. Yeah. Since then, around. it's now, it's like a whole town and all that. So I think that's ultimately what you want. And that's what you're going to get from the Bears. So for me as a fan, I want all the modern amenities, man. Like I used to think that I liked the grinder stadiums and all that, but then we went to <laughs> then we went to uh, L- L- Vegas, and I'm like, this is comfortable. It feels clean in here. There's it's it's nice. It's all new. There's big screens. There's 4K. They got a band over in the corner over there. Like that shit was nice. So that's what I want. I want all the amenities, man. I want a full on fucking entertainment park because we don't have that at any of our ball clubs here in, or ball parks here in Chicago. Um, for me, I don't care if you have it indoor or outdoor or not at the end of the day because um, I'm not going in January regardless. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but that's what I want, man. I just want a big entertainment park with shit to do and bars and fun and all that because, again, like Soldier Field doesn't have any of that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's what I want. But give me all the new shit, man. Give me the big, give, give me the, the big new, the new sparkling Give me the sparkling shit, man. I liked, I liked the industrial feel of uh, where we were. Which one was that? You're talking about um, what's the name of the park? That is uh, Allegiant Stadium. Allegiant Stadium, yeah, very industrial. I like that. I haven't been to SoFi yet. 
Um, but you know, this is the thing. The only thing for me is I want I want people to realize how important a quarterback is. <laughs> that's what you want in a stadium. <laughs> that's the reason that stadium. That's the reason that stadium is there. Yeah, Josh Allen's building that joint. Josh, that's the house. Like people think that's a joke. But it's like, oh, it's the house that whoever built fill in the, fill in the player. Oh, they know they're going to be a premier. Team. If they're not good and Josh Allen's not elite, they're not. They're not. Stadium's not getting approved. We thought I was joking about Toronto. Like, look, they've the NFL is absolutely wants that team in Toronto. Do they? If you heard you heard that those rumblings, I think, they, they, that, they, I think they've always it's always been a threat. If Buffalo, because Buffalo is a small city, like yeah. I know they have a rabid fan base, but there's only so much money you can make in Buffalo. Whereas Toronto is a world class city, and you know, but at the same time, I don't know what the appetite for football is. We assume these people want football, <laughs> but you know, I've also heard their next thing would be something over in like London or some shit. If Put the NFL were, in London, yeah, if the NFL would ever have a permanent, uh, permanent London thing, they do the uh, they play at Tottenham Stadium because it's all set up for football. They have a football locker room there, and that's where the NFL London team would play. I don't yeah, know, I mean, that- but. Good the for London Buffalo, thing man. has got to be coming up pretty soon, I guess. But why? That would be awful. How would you NFC East? So what would you do? Would teams just stay there for like a month, basically, and play? Because you're not having, you're not. I don't want to take multiple flights to, you know, like if I'm in a year, you're saying the same count. In well, the if same you got to play them, if you got to play them twice, yeah, it's just like yo, give us. We'll stay here for two weeks, and we'll just play them back to back. I don't want to fucking take another flight to London in the middle of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think that's. And if I'm the London team, I'm playing eight hey, straight well, home games and then I'm hopping off the mainland. New York to LA, it's like the same shit, right? No, nah, so, London is nah, London, London from New flight. York is like five and a half hours. New York to LA is like five, five and change. Well, same so you're talking shit. about five and a half versus eleven? There's a big difference. What are you talking about? Oh, like if you were from the LA to New York, yeah, or from LA to London. But then I oh, guess like you, if, wouldn't, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't schedule wouldn't a West Coast team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe oh, in the playoffs it'd be different. Something. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Those, we'll those see. Folks, those folks don't want a fucking football team, man. They're good. I don't know, man. They'd be selling out, bro. I don't want any more Americans. Over there. <laughs> I'm about to about to buy selling Chelsea. Out. Selling out um, over there. Yeah, no, they do do a good job, but. Yeah, good for them, man. I mean, uh, that's that's good for Buffalo. But like you said, without Josh Allen, yeah, you're probably not getting that bill. You get a quarterback, so, man. Yeah, you get a quarterback. He should hold out. But I will say this, man. Um, when they first floated Arlington, like I initially was like, nah, man, I need to stay in Chicago. And I was like, once I saw Allegiant and once I started seeing some of these other stadiums around the country, you know, there's some of these video tours and shit, I'm like, we, first off, we could never build that anywhere in Chicago. Like, let's keep it real. In the city proper, there's nowhere you can build that unless you want to go – way south or something like that. So I'm fine with Arlington, man. Build it. Hey, build it. I'll be there. I don't yeah. need to be in Chicago. I don't need to pay $150 to park at Soldier Field and have it be a pain in the ass to get there. I mean, it's a nightmare to fucking get there. It, it is. You live in the city, it's a fucking nightmare to get there. I legit <laughs> lived on Michigan and Ohio, basically, in Streeterville. Our trip. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's one yeah. way. It's Lakeshore, and it's a. You got to get nightmare. on the. You got to get on the gondola. You got to holler at the gondola, homie, with the yeah. the the bike, the no, bike, one, and the the seat in the back to get over there. One time we went with Will's pops, and we took the boat, and that shit was sick. Player. Yeah, that's the way to do it. But like, get in there in the car, forget about it. Uber, forget about it. Like, you better walk. 
Yeah. So like you I have pulled no up problem. on the boat. Yeah, we put him on the boat. This shit was yeah. That's players. Yeah, we gotta get paid. We gotta we gotta get this money. Um, <laughs> that shit was oh, we bypassed That's super traffic. Bypass traffic and pulled up on the boat. It was like a twenty five minute trip. Yeah, it was love. He parked at the harbor. We walked over straight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, where are you on Arlington? Because I know you're big yeah. keeps you in the city, but you've also seen the other side of these stadiums. You know, I I don't have season tickets. I don't have a I don't I don't I don't want to sit in the if if you give me an option to sit in the suite or the on uh, the fifth the fifth row I'm sitting in the fifth row every time yeah. I don't care I, I that's not even a question for me I want to be down with the people with the energy and all that I still would rather stay in the city something about you know what it is man it's something about the wide shot Monday night football they pull out yeah. Another the stadium showing. is sitting. They're gonna be now we're they're gonna showing be, 294. They showing <laughs> yeah, they showing Rosemont. I actually thought about that too, like NBC like, Sunday night when they drift into the river and shit like that. Nah, like, it's yeah, tough. Yeah. It's tough. They I'm I'm sure they might still do that. They'll have the shots of Chicago, yeah. but it's cat. But it's for something your- about just being in the city and playing in the city. But yeah, I, I get both sides. I do get both sides. Think from an experience standpoint, better. But I'll keep it real with you. And like I've said this before, I don't fucking love going to football games. Like on my list of sports to see live, I don't. I love football, man. But like the at-home experience of watching a game is so fucking great that it's just a lot of stop and go. It's a hard sport to watch live. I feel like not hard, but you like to go see hoops. Basketball is my favorite sport to watch live for sure. Yeah, it is really good. Baseball is more of an experience because it's just like, yo, three and a half hours. It's slow. Chilling. chilling. Yeah, yeah, you go with the guys. Football is just stop, go, stop, go. And, like, you don't realize until you're at a game how much downtime there is in a football game. A lot of, like, lot of, play, lot of it's, a, it's a lot yeah. of highs and then lows. Like, it just, yeah, up and down and all that. If they're reviewing some shit, it takes forever. Half the time it's fucking cold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, football is probably one of my And it's favorite. expensive. And it's expensive as shit. Yeah. Like at least in Chicago, I don't know why I don't know about everybody else. Yeah, what are Bears tickets like two, three hundred bucks now? Yeah, to get in the door, easy, right? Yeah, to yeah. get in the door, hundred fifty, seventy-five, sitting yeah. in the rafters for sure. Yeah, it's not worth it for me, man. So I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not Mister Need to go to the football game, <laughs> especially not in the winter. And I've done it so many times. I also maybe I'm just spoiled and like, yo, I've been, I've been there, done that. Yeah, I feel that. I got a homie real quick before we get out of here. I'll speak on that note. I was just talking about this yesterday. I got a homie. Um, very fortunate dude. Family is is super plugged in. And he was, we were talking we were talking before the Super Bowl. He was going to the Super Bowl in LA. He's like, man, I don't even want to go. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, man, I've done so many of these. I already know what's gonna happen. It's gonna be a I know the party scene. I don't even want to go. It's just like I don't want to go. Oh and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I guess you could just get so plugged in that you're just tired of doing everything. Like, I've done, Dude, I've, if you've been to three Super Bowls, I guess it's like, and you have no rooting interest in the fourth, like, maybe sure. it's like. It becomes a hassle after a while. <laughs> no, doing shit is a hassle. Like, let's keep it real. Let's, let's keep it real. Yeah, it's kind of like, it's kinda like what you said me yesterday when it's like, yeah, it's not, it's not what you think it's going to be. Yeah, it's just, shit is just a hassle, bro. Sometimes, like, yo, there's at the older you get, stay. There's a lot of fucking comfort and just staying in the crib <laughs> and having everything you need. And I've begun to le- learn that, man. And maybe the pandemic like really sped up that process for me. Yeah. But I'm like, yo, I got everything I need here. If you want to come see me, come see me. 
Um, but I don't really. I my desire to fucking go anywhere is like not really bad, dude. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm cool at the house. I still I got, like to get I got two out TVs about... in the basement. And I'm good to go. I watch. <laughs> I need to watch. Get some red wine. No, I like to, but like it, it, at the same time, now when I do move around, it's a lot. It's a lot better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, going to do shit, I, I appreciate it a lot more because of how much I do appreciate the crib. But there is certain shit where I'm just like, yo, I'm, ch- I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm I start thinking about going and like the the pain of like, driving there, driving back. I'm like, yeah. I, I convince myself not to do shit. I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I'm yeah, good. Nah, just, I'm cool. There's a lot involved with that. Yeah, I feel it. I get it. But and yeah, you got, and I, everything costs so much bread now. Plus, gas is eight dollars. Man, drive across the street. Like <laughs> driving, forget about it, bro. I'll be making money decisions with driving the last couple of weeks. Like I'm not going. Yeah, it has been ugly. Dog, it's ugly. Ugly out here for sure. Ugly. You gotta drive a bunch for work too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, that gets reimbursed, so it's straight. It's the non-work driving that I'm not fucking with. Yeah. Six dollars, yeah. bro. You got to make decisions out here. <laughs> <laughs> Tripping. Straight up. <laughs> All right, that's it for us, man. No catch on Sports Talk via Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me as always. You already know the deal. Live everywhere. YouTube, iTunes, locked in <laughs> with us. Modern New York, back home next week. We can get it rocking. Again, make sure you tap in. Tell the homie to tell the homie to tell the homie. For Nick the Quick, I'm your host, Shalom. No catch us. Sports Talk via Chicago. Have a good one. We'll talk to y'all next week.